Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. All right, let's talk about condo living now. What if you want to buy an electric vehicle? You need to charge up your car, but there is no charging station or electrical outlet at your parking spot in your strata building. Can you put one in? We'll talk about that. How about this one now? What if you purchase a condo and your parking spot is too small? This actually happened to a Vancouver couple. They actually said their parking stall was too narrow for their vehicle. They actually sued. They sued the Strata Corporation here. Let's discuss these cases now with my guest, Tony Giaventu, Executive Director, Condo Homeowners Association. It's always great to have him. Hey, Tony, thanks for coming on today. Yeah, pleasure, Mike. How are you doing? I'm doing great, and I, it's always great to have you here. So let, let's talk about some of these cases in the news here. I thought this one was really interesting about the, the narrow parking stalls here. So you had some people saying, look, my parking spot is too small. Uh, they went to the Civil Resolution Tribunal, wanted some compensation. Looks like the case got tossed out. You ever heard of that one? Like people buy a buy a strata unit, they buy a condo, and then they think, oh, wait a sec, this parking spot is not not very good. What do you think of that? Uh, yeah, that does happen, and actually not that too long ago, we had somebody who purchased a unit and a parking space and then drove their vehicle into the parking garage to discover as they tore a lot of the emergency sprinkler system out that their vehicle oh. was too high for the parking garage. So, you know, I, I think before you buy, that I, we say this all the time, right? But unfortunately, people get, we all get wrapped up in the excitement of buying a unit. We forget the little details. But if you have a car and you're going to have a designated parking spot, make sure it is identified on your agreement of sale, the location of it, the, and make sure you've looked at it and identified not only is it wide enough, but maybe it might be in an awkward position that you actually can't get it into that spot, and it's only appropriate for an extremely small vehicle. So, you know, there's all kinds of variables. But the other the other part about this, I think, that's really challenging to the public is um, buyers have the impression when they buy new developments um, or buy from somebody who had purchased from a previous new development that they're purchasing the parking spot. And in many, many cases, what they're actually purchasing is a license to use that parking spot. The parking spot itself has no physical identification on their title. So this, is, a, this mm. is frequently just a separate agreement. And, you know, you know, the developer says, well, look, I'll sell you an extra parking spot for twenty-five dollars or $50,000. They have not sold you anything. They have just entered into a license agreement with you of some sort or a lease where that you have the rights to use that. And you need to look closely at those because they have limitations on time periods as well. So, you know, parking is complicated in buildings because it's all kinds of variations. It's common property. It's limited common property. It may, in a rare state case, be part of a strata lot, um, or it might be part of another strata corporation that your strata council has no control over. So, you know, par- parking is something you need to really get the details in writing on your agreements for sale and look at your parking spaces. 
Okay, so that's some great advice there. So is this, it sounds like this is a case of, you know, buyer beware. You better make sure you know precisely what you're getting into. If you buy a place, buy a, expecting this parking spot to match your vehicle or fit your vehicle, you better go check it out first, right? Exactly. And if, you, yeah. if, you, if you've taken a moment and requested a Form B information certificate, the parking designation, if there is one, will be identified on that Form B. Go check out the parking space and make sure it, it is appropriate for your unit. Speaking of Tony G. Eventu, Condo Homeowners Association. Okay, Tony, let's talk about another one. This comes up a lot, I know, and that is electric vehicle charging capacity in some of these strata buildings. So let's say a lot of people want to get into an EV. Maybe you own one now. You need a place to charge up your car. Well, okay, some some strata buildings, especially the newer ones, have got that capacity. Some of the older ones, not so much. Let's listen to a clip here. Shannon Gilcrest, EV specialist for Metro Vancouver, on retrofitting some of these old parking spots in strata buildings. Let's listen. You can hardly walk down the street these days without seeing an electric vehicle. And newer buildings are mandated to have some sort of electric vehicle charging in them. But for older buildings, we have to retrofit them. And it can often be a difficult process to get started because people don't know where to start. Okay, so let's get into this a bit, Tony. So for the newer, the newer buildings, are they typically already equipped with a charging capacity for EVs? Some are, some are not. Again, it's a detail that you have to look closely at. Some of them just maybe only have the wiring um, to provide electrical service to the locations done. Um, the charging stations themselves are often not installed. That ends up being an obligation of either the um, user of the parking space or um, of the Strata Corporation if they're going to provide charging stations. But here we get to another complicated issue. Um, uh, we Bill 22 came into effect in May, and it sets some standards now that Strata Corporations have to act reasonably or cannot unreasonably refuse the request for a charging station. However, in exchange for that, they can require that the owner of the Strata lot assume all of the responsibilities of all the costs associated with it. That's fine, but you need to look at the next step. Is there actually electrical capacity in this building to install and introduce electric um, um, charging stations for electric vehicles? Generally, for level two charging, um, there is sufficient capacity for stations and buildings and certainly talk to some of the um, uh, professionals who install these. They can walk your strata corporation through that. One of the real challenges we have, and we're trying to figure out how to fix this, is that an owner may go through this request. They may be granted permission. They might spend ten, fifteen, or $20,000 getting a charging station to the space. The challenge we have with the Strata Property Act is the relationship on this is with the owner. It doesn't attach at all to the Strata lot. And we're looking at trying to find a way um, to encourage government to get um, the ability to actually register some of these agreements on the strata lots so they become part of the land title registry so they will actually carry over to the subsequent purchaser. Um, you might have a purchaser of that unit who does not have a vehicle or an electric vehicle and all yeah. of a sudden the strata corporation could be left with this infrastructure. Okay, is there enough... Electrical capacity, you touched on this briefly, in, especially in some of these older buildings, and especially as electric vehicles get more and more popular. I'm just wondering about the feasibility of actually retrofitting these older buildings to put multiple 
EV charging stations in there? Like, is there enough power to do this? Is, is are these older buildings even capable of of uh, of doing that? Well, it's not just older buildings. It's also neighborhoods. Um, uh, hydro may only service a limited amount of power to a neighborhood. There's a large bare land strata, strata in um, Delta that has a capacity issue, and it's not because of their home, um, because each person could install a station. But, you know, people are converting over to heat pumps. Um, they're eliminating yeah. their gas furnaces. Um, they're putting air conditioning in, they're putting electric vehicles. The community itself doesn't have enough power being delivered to it for people to do this in their homes. So, you know, what we're going to see is an electrical planning report that's going to be coming out as part of the regulations in the near future. Nobody knows what the details of that are yet, but essentially it's going to be a way of evaluating how much power do we have. But, but you know, as you know, like most of our condos in Metro Vancouver and Victoria... They don't have air conditioning and the heat domes have just killed us. So we also need to be looking at how much power is going to be needed for heat pumps or the split phase air conditioning units that are going to provide cooling for us. So our electrical demands are going way up and our buildings, short answer, no, a lot of the older buildings don't have enough capacity, but it's going to be a significant expense to do upgrades. Yeah. Speaking of expense, how much does it cost? And you, you, cited some numbers there earlier if you're going to put an ev charging station into your strata parking stall how much does that typically cost and are there rebates available for that there are a number of programs available um the current um, rebate program around electrification of buildings um basically ran out of funding and it ended i suspect we'll see another program coming up soon um but the um, uh, Fraser Basin Council has um, grants and funding for um, charging stations, level two charging stations, by far the easiest to install. But, you know, here's the other challenge. Where is the electrical service in your parking garage? And are, is it on P1 and are you on P3 or P4? You know, how are you going to get electrical to those areas without a significant cost? It's really, really in the best interest of a strata corporation to look at the parking garage and figure out what would it really cost to electrify this so we can at least have the potential of charging stations as the demand comes throughout. That's the way yeah. to control and manage the infrastructure. But, you know, we have buildings, you know, we went through this era. I'm sure you remember this 10, 15 years ago where the city of Vancouver wanted to reduce the number of cars downtown. So the number of parking spaces, versus the number of units, the ratios went down to 0.55. Well, that's great, but now that these buildings are wanting to put in electrification, um, half of the owners who don't have parking spaces, they're not prepared to pay for this. So we have... Yeah, right. And why should they? I don't have a parking space. great point. Why should I pay for this? At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. 
Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, my guest is Tony G. Aventu, Condo Homeowners Association. Let's go right to your phone calls now. Gordon in Burnaby. Hi, Gordon. Go ahead. Thanks, Mike and Tony. Um, I live in a condo in Burnaby, probably about 134 units, about 20 years old. We have a couple hundred har- uh, parking spaces. All we simply did is we uh, went to our, our first level of parking where we had visitor parking and gave up, I think, two of the stations or two of the parking spaces and put in charging stations. Seems seem to go over very well. Uh, there's probably only about eight EVs in our building at this point in time, but uh, yeah, we had no problem installing. I thought it was a really good point, uh, Tony, that you brought up about power capacity for neighborhoods, because that's certainly, oh. I don't think, anything we considered. Um, but, yeah, it worked well enough for us. And, so those are, uh, so could, Gordon, so th- those are shared, I guess those are shared power stations, right, charging stations? Yes, they are. It would be, it would be incredibly expensive to try and put power outlets at every one of the 200-plus parking spots. What, what if you have two vehicles want to charge at the same time and there's no... There's no, how do they share that? Do they just work it out among yeah, there's, themselves? There's a two-hour limit for charging. So, okay. you know, I haven't seen an issue, but there's probably, like I say, you know, eight EVs at this point in time, and there's a two-hour limit, but it seems to work for everyone. Gordon, thank you for the call. Tony, what do you think of that? Yeah, no, it's great. It's really a great solution, and a number of strategies have done that because they have lots of visitor parking, and the visitor parking is frequently near their electrical services, so it's the most economic way of doing it. The challenge we get down to in buildings is where there is no visitor parking, and so they yeah. really, you know, an owner really has to then look closely at what they're going to do to do the installation. But if the strata has sufficient visitor parking, um, just remember, I'm it sounds like they've done this right. Just make sure that you've passed the proper resolutions to double up the visitor parking at charging stations as well. Yeah. Nick in Vancouver. Hi, Nick. Go ahead. Oh, hi, Mike. Uh, we recently, well, this week, actually, we just had a vote on putting in uh, EV charging. Uh, I have an EV, uh, and at the moment I charge it overnight on a 110 system. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we voted not to have EV charging uh, because of the cost, I believe. Um, you know, I, I charge overnight. That gets me through the next day. If we go out of town anywhere, I just go to a supercharger station, pay between 10 and 20 bucks, and, and that sees us through. The charge was going to be approximately 5000 per unit Ooh. to have each. And, and then that, that was just to get the wiring in. And then we would have to buy our um, level two charger, have that installed, which would be its own cost. And then we would have to pay between $40 and $60 per month on top of our strata fee for the actual cost of the electricity. So we voted no. Did you vote against it yourself? I did, yes. It didn't make economic sense to me. No, that's a lot of money. Nick, thank you for the call. Tony, what do you think? Yeah, I know the cost barriers are huge. And, we, you know, we have some buildings um, who recently done their electrification in Yaletown, and it was a huge success. And 
um, for their parking garage, and they did not require any electrical upgrades for their capacity. But we have a building in Kelowna that in order to be able to get enough power capacity to their building and the upgrades, their upgrades alone are close to a million dollars. So it really varies building by building, location by location of what's going to be possible. One of the things that's going to be changing, though, and anticipate this as we go forward, and it's already part of Bill 22, is that the voting threshold to approve funds that are the contingency for EV um, upgrades, electrification of buildings, is only going to be a majority vote. It's not a three-quarters vote anymore. So, you know, so the voting thresholds have come down to help um, strata corporations do this and enable this. That's great. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Great solution. Okay, My concern is what about all the other building infrastructure that's not being maintained? Yeah. Mark and Delta. Mark, you got 30 seconds here. Go ahead. Oh, hey. Okay. Uh, I live in Tawasson in a uh, condo community consisting of four buildings, and every parking spot has a 120 with a pre wire for 220. It's, it's awesome. Okay. That's, how old is that building? Uh, the first one started around 2008, and okay. then yeah, I progressed from there. So, yeah. Okay. Thank thank you for the call. Tony, we've got 30 seconds here. Do, are, do most buildings of that age, are they are they able to transition like that? Um, no. But, yeah. but there have been a lot of buildings around the lower mainland as you go through and throughout the province. There have been a good number of buildings where the developers have really um, stepped up, and they've really helped to prepare buildings for what's coming for the future. So, again, it re- it's really variable. With 33,000 strata corporations in the province, um, yeah. it's every variation you could possibly think of. Tony, thank you for coming on today. Mike, pleasure as always.